Welcome to another episode of Married Watching Anime. I'm your host, Matthew. I'm your host, Christina. And this week, we're doing a recap. Woo! Welcome to Demon School Arumakun Season 1 Recap, and then we watch Season 2, Episode 1, so we'll be covering that here today. It's so good. It is very cute. It's very cute. It's very funny. It is. It's got <laughs> It's got a good story. Mm-hmm. At least so far. Yes. Well, you've read the manga and the light novels? Uh no light novels, just okay. the manga for Arumakun. I don't even know if there are Weber light novels for it. I don't think there are. Okay. I think this is strictly a manga and it's one that updates very frequently, like at least every other week I get a new one. Okay. Which is pretty good. Yeah. Guys, this uh, this anime, uh, we're going to kind of do a little bit like like we did with, um, gosh, I'm going to forget. Radiant? The name. Not Radiant. What's the one we did all the characters? Slime. Reincarnated as a slime. slime. But this one, it's going to be sh- a lot shorter. We're going to cover some basics, kind of get you through it. And that way we can get into the season two recap and cover everything there. Yeah, my brain was having a real big fart there. That's fine. We're like... Four or five episodes into Married Watching Anime now that we have a theme song and have not even brought attention to the theme song. I keep forgetting we got a little theme song. <laughs> what do you think of our theme song, guys? Hope you all enjoy it. Hope none of you and no one else follows John Mayer on TikTok. Otherwise, you know where I took it. John Mayer, thank you. Yes, thank you. For our little anime opener. He said royalty free and I said, okay. Now he's coming back for the royalties. He can. We're in trouble. I will buy him a hot and ready pizza if he wants Ooh. to show up on my doorstep, and I will buy him a hot and ready pizza, and we'll talk about the blues. All right, we we'll have to hashtag John Mayer in here. <laughs> He'll be pretty happy about this whole conversation. Okay, <laughs> anyway, season one recap. <laughs> the synopsis here, guys. Uh, Aruma's Aruma Suzuki, age fifteen, is sold to a demon by his good for nothing parents and taken to the underworld. Aruma begins his new life, attending a school for demons and learning to navigate the underworld as its only human. His trials and tribulations only increase with each new adventure. I think that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. That was my own little synopsis. Oh, this is when you were on the couch and you are like, man, I'm really good at making synopsis. I have a hidden talent. Apparently, I can write decent synopsises. I'm very proud of myself for this. Not very useful talent. No. It works for our podcast, though. That, that is true. It is a useful in context. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so the main character is Arumakun. Uh, he is the, uh, obviously our main protagonist. He's very good at dodging and deking. Through all his life, his parents would uh, make him do odd tasks and work. While they went off and did whatever they wanted. Yeah, they were pretty much out of the picture entirely, so he would take, like, odd jobs. Wasn't he on, like, a fishing boat or Yeah, something? when he got taken by the demon. So eventually his parents, who needed more money, sold him uh, to a higher-ranking demon, and that's how he ended up in the underworld. So he just has a whole bunch of strokes of bad luck, but he's super positive and super friendly about everything. Yes. He's also a total pushover. Uh-huh. He cannot say no when somebody asks him to do something especially when they say please it's really funny when they say please and it like shoots back to him and it's like him having a panic attack it pierces his heart (laughs) and he has he he has to do it whenever someone asks him please for something he has to do it which leads to some very comedic situations but mostly just very funny yes uh, the demon who actually bought him is Lord Sullivan. Uh, he's pretty relevant throughout the whole series, and he becomes his adoptive grandfather. The reason why he bought a room in the first place 
is because he is a really high-ranking demon, and the other high-ranking demons around him like to show off their grandchildren. And, and he, he was has ve- none. He has none, and he was very upset about it. So he bought Aruma and became his adoptive grandfather so he could say, take all sorts of pictures of him and show off. Ridiculous photos, too. It's really funny. Yes. And whenever he... He's around him. He dotes all over him like crazy. He's just the super... (laughs) He's also a very, very powerful demon. So it's really funny to see him just going like over the top. Yeah, he's really... Everyone else is really scared and intimidated by him. But then he just dotes on Aruma the whole time. (laughs) It's really (laughs) funny. Uh, And then there's Opera. Oprah? Oprah. I think it's Oprah. Uh, He's Lord Sullivan's attendant and housekeeper. Uh, he also looks out for Aruma and tends to Sullivan's needs whenever he's he's relevant more in the manga than he is in the anime so far. He makes tons of food and Aruma eats all of it. Aruma, never having lived in luxury at all, is now living in a gigantic mansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets to actually go to school rather than having to work. Mm-hmm. And he gets all sorts of all these benefits. And the one thing he doesn't want to do is stand out. And that's all he actually does. That's the one but negative of him being in the underworld is he's trying not to stand out and he stands out more than anybody else. Indeed, he does. <laughs> and so, but o- Oprah helps him out in various situations throughout the anime. Uh, there is uh, Amy Kiro. I think it's Kirio. Ki- Kirio Amy. I, th- I think I wrote these names opposite of what they are. I think they're yes. the Japanese way of saying he, them. They are. It's fine. <laughs> uh, he's a former 30-year uh, student. Uh, he's very weak and doesn't hold a lot of magic, but he's the main antagonist of the first season, and he has a plot to blow up the students at the school. Uh, Aruma joins his club because he finds another kindred soul in him, I think. Yes. And even after uh, he foils his plans, he still sees him as a kindred soul in a way. Mm-hmm. Kirio's obsessed with despair, and uh, Aruma is kind of full of hope at all times. So he's like the opposite, the complete of, opposite, and it drives him nuts. Yes, <laughs> and the end it drives him nuts. So uh, Alice Asmodeus uh, is Aruma's best friend. He is super loyal to Aruma, and he actually swears loyalty to him after Aruma beats him up. Is that the first episode or the second episode? <clears throat> I think it's in the first episode. He body slams him. Yes. So he's really high and mighty. He's the He's actually the the head of the class or the first first rank in the class, and Aruma he his grandfather has him give the opening ceremony speech rather than Asmodeus, so he challenges Aruma to a duel, and Aruma never gets hit by anything. Mm-hmm. He has a, a godly dodging ability. Yes, and eventually Asmodeus goes for the big attack, and then he body slams him. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that point, you think he's trying to get revenge, but then he just swears a room and he just follows him around like a loyal puppy. He really is. A puppy <clears throat> is the perfect description for him. He cracks me up, though, because mm-hmm. he's just super obsessed and he'll anyone that is him off, he'll try to set them on fire. Mm-hmm. Then there is Clara Valak. Mm-hmm. She's Our, your favorite. I love Clara so much. So she is one of the, his other best friends. Uh, the first two friends he makes in the underworld are Alice and Clara. They are so... F- they're such a funny trio. I like her shoes that are like actual monsters. Murph and something... I don't remember the other one. One of them... She named her feet. Yeah. Murph it, is the only one I remember. Murph and the other's another one. And they uh, they are actual monsters on her feet. She has the ability to pull anything that she has, I think, touched seen? out... Seen or touched out of her pockets. Yeah. So she can literally make anything out of 
from nowhere. Because so the, the one shopkeep really wants to keep her out of the store because she he, can just make anything she sees. Yeah, so he, he always gets mad at her for copying all the things that's in his shop. But she wouldn't... So people take would never play with her. And so she's just this wild, crazy person, and they treat her as such, but no one would actually genuinely play with her. But Aruma's the first one to genuinely do it and actually be her friend. Yes. And so that's like... They it's very become, sweet. It is very sweet. It's a cute episode, uh, but even uh, Asmodeus... Because Aruma accepts her, so he accepts her, and they actually all become close with each other. They do. She calls him Arumachi. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember what she calls Alice. And then there's a Mary Azazel. She's the very tall student council president. <laughs> so she is this uh, closeted, uh, super romantic. Like, romantic personality girl. But she is this hard... I'm going to say it. She's a hard ass on the outside. You already swore and I already have to bleep it. An ass is fine. <laughs> okay. Well, she really is. She's she's tough as nails on the outside, and she like these students broke a window, and she goes, "If you're gonna break something, really break something," and she breaks a whole wall. Yes. That kind of personality. She kind of reminds me of the uh, crazy lady that's going to chase you in Resident Evil Village, Lady. Oh yes, Demestru but red hair and little horns. Yes, and just she's one of the few people that knows humans exist. The demons have this funny song about how the humans are supposed to be food but none of them actually believe they're real that's the fight song mm-hmm. of the school mm-hmm. but she is one of the few people that believes humans exist and she is convinced that aruma is a human but she hasn't said anything to that nature yet but she does make him read the sacred text which is a romantic novel uh, yeah, it's a manga. That's a manga that Aruma actually worked on. It's one of his jobs. Yes, so that's right. she makes him sit and read through, and she's got the whole collection in there, and she calls it the Forbidden Text, and he has to read it to her. And she just gets obsessed with the uh, the romantic plot in there. So it's a really cute, and that's how they kind of become close friends. Yes. Uh, then there is uh, Caligo Nabarius. Uh, he's Aruma's teacher and familiar. Uh, he had to go through all the other students... Demons, when they summon familiars, they're spiritual creatures. When humans summon familiar, they're demons. So he ends up summoning his teacher. <laughs> teacher, that's right. <laughs> and all the students are super impressed, thinking that he is just so powerful that he's able to summon the teacher, not realizing he's a human. Yes. So it was really, really funny that he summoned his teacher, and now he's stuck being his familiar. He, When he's his familiar, he turns into this cute little fluffy bird. That's so funny. <laughs> and he just floats around, and he's super angry all the time. Yeah. All the time. But Constantly. He's, Think like Severus Snape. Yeah, he is He is a Severus Snape. Mm-hmm. But he is also the Misfit class teacher, which is the class that Aruma ends up in. Yes. They have to go down the flight of steps past the garbage dump to get to their classroom. <laughs> uh, and that's Alice and Claro are placed in there with him. Uh, they're a bunch of wild, again, they're misfits, but they all uh, band together and seem to get along with each other. And... Uh, Work really well together. Which one's your favorite? The one that looks like Chucky from Rugrats? The, he sleeps most of the time? I like him a lot. I like the succubus. Oh, yeah. And I also like the evil doll girl. The whole episode where he... The girl with the glasses that has oh. the ice. Yes, 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 yes. I don't remember her name. So we didn't list all the names of the Misfit class. If you want to find them, watch it. It's really good. I was just going to say Google it. But yes, also watch because it is adorable. Yeah, so this is... fun. The main point, point of the plot is him trying to fit in in this demon society. And I don't... He hasn't really come to a point yet where he wants to tell them that he's human. 
but he's building, he's actually having relationships for the first time in his life. Yeah, he has actual friends. He has a family that cares about him. He has a roof over his head. He has yeah, he's food a, on his plate. We'll get into it a little bit later, but he is able to use magic in the underworld. Yes. And he, the main plot is him building up the ranks. So there's rank 1 through 10, and rank 10 is held by the Demon Lord, which there is no current Demon Lord there right now, or the Demon King. Uh, and and everyone start and you start based on your abilities and he starts at rank one and I think he ends the first season at rank three. Yeah. So he works. His ultimate goal was to stay unnoticed, but then his goal changes to work his way up the ranks. Yes. It's really good, guys. Plus, when you work your way up the ranks, you have more choices for food at lunch, and which is a big deal for him. The, yes. He eats so much food. So much food. It's mind-boggling. So much food. So I really highly recommend it. If you got time, sit down and watch it. The episodes aren't that long, but I think there's 20 to 24 episodes in season one. There's a fair amount. So it's worth your time. Uh, Season two just started. I have a feeling they're going to do a split season like they do with everything now. Yeah, that's how just everything works nowadays. So we will be covering episodes, and this is the first anime that we'll be covering single episodes, which I'm actually kind of excited about. I know, but by the time this one posts... We're going to be a week behind. That's okay. <laughs> we'll start. We'll, when we record the next one, after we watch it, we can kind of have it post close by to this one and then yes. catch up. Yeah, because we'll watch it Saturday. It's Thursday. Nope, it's Wednesday that we're recording this. What day is it? It's a... <laughs> it's a Time is flipped upside down. I took today off of work, everybody. So it's throwing me off because now it's I throw- think it's Thursday. It's throwing me off as well, everybody. So hey, that gives me three more days off. I'm so excited. Excellent. <laughs> what do you rate the overall season of Arumakun? I have a you probably don't remember, but how did you feel when you first watched it versus getting through to the end of it? I was surprised there was so much of a plot through the mm-hmm. whole thing. Like the whole the one dude trying to blow up the school was impressive. It wasn't super necessary, but it was nice to have a plot like that and have mm-hmm. Aruma kind of Step out of his shell a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and kind of become more part of this world. So rather than it being like more like a cartoon show where it's just miscellaneous, it actually yes. has a, a pathway in it. Yes. Season two has so much good stuff. <laughs> I'm re- the When I watched the first episode and I was like, I forgot a lot of this stuff and I'm really excited to experiencing it in anime form. But what would you give the overall season? And again, if you remember, what would you give it when you first watched it versus the full season in context? Well, it wasn't like uh, that time I was reincarnated as a slime, you which actually, I hated immediately. You gave, this one was super cute. This was the first anime that you made me watch. It's true. I did make you sit and watch this. And then I'm we watched like three episodes, and then I made you watch an episode of Sailor Moon, which did not go over well. <laughs> it's... The art style drives me nuts more yes. than anything. Well, and it was the newer version that they they redid, like, series. I think the first one is S or R. Mm. Um, so they redid that in, like, 2016, 2017. So that was actually, like, a redux of what I watched as, like, an eight-year-old. <laughs> and then I forgot all of her classmates. Anyway, um, honestly, for the whole thing, I would give it a nine. It's really good. It's really good. It's not heavy. No, even when it's more serious, it's not super heavy. Yes. Yeah, I would say about the same thing. I'd give this a nine. It's a really good season. And the first episode does take you in, which is nice. And since they make it a story afterward, like you said, really pushes it pushes it along. 
Good episode. So now, good episode, good season. <laughs> season two, episode one, The Secret Behind the Ring. Uh, so we were talking about how he's able to use magic. Humans aren't able to use magic with one exception. In the first season, I think it was episode three or four, they make him learn to do, they make him do a skills test to test what rank he'll be, and it's a flying contest. He can't fly, but he inevitably gets to the finish line, and they stick their hand in this owl, and it gives them their badge and rank. Mm -hmm. And he didn't get a rank. He got the Ring of Gluttony, which basically it takes in all the magic around the area, and then he gets to use magic through the ring itself. Kind of a destiny thing a little bit, but when he first gets it, and even in the beginning of this season, uh, his grandfather fills up the ring. Yes. So he's really, really powerful because he can't. The ring can't even handle the amount of magic that his grandfather puts into it. Mm-hmm. We come to find out in this episode, the ring has a personality of its own. It literally does. <laughs> it comes alive. It awakens. There's a little monster inside of there. And throughout the episode, you find that it's due to Aruma's rank, which causes this ring to manifest itself. Yeah, Aruma goes around asking various people in this episode, like, can rings talk? And everyone's like, no, rings can't talk. Do you need to take a nap? Are you feeling okay? And Oprah puts him down for a nap and he starts singing to him and he falls right asleep. (laughs) That's funny. It's so dumb, but it's so cute. So uh, he asked the ring asked Aruma to give him a form because he learned a spell where he can change the appearance of something. And the ring was trying to explain to him, it's magic is your imagination. So allow it to manifest. And he goes, well, what form would you like to give me? And he gives him this description of this very masculine person. And so when Aruma does it, he's very slender. He's got a little bit of curve and he's got a single eyeball. Yes. He's very cute looking. He is adorable. <laughs> <laughs> and he rags on him. So he makes Aruma practice his magic and finds out Aruma's imagination doesn't really exist. He's had to work his whole life. so Yeah, he yeah. doesn't have any childish imaginations or dreams or built because all he had to do was work. So everything's really simplistic to him. But there's a big misunderstanding with Omri in this episode as he has to... Uh, man, I'm losing my train of thought on this one. He asks him to yeah. wear... try To cast a spell on himself and picture himself something that he would never usually wear and it turned out to be a big old dress yes and Amri was suspicious of him from an 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 episode prior where he dresses up like an evil doll sorry i am not (laughs) doing well today i'm not even gonna try to edit this no sorry everybody my brain is uh it's this is why i took today off work everyone but this is the beginning of his adventures here it's really funny she gets really freaked out when he we- she catches her in the dress and it's a huge misunderstanding. And at the end of the episode, he realizes he never cleared up that misunderstanding <laughs> with her. Yeah, it's gonna, because she has, gonna backfire. She has a huge crush on him. So she pictures him as this masculine figure. Then so when she catches him in a dress, she gets all freaked. Flustered. Yep. Yeah. It, it's pretty funny. Excellent. Yeah, even his grandfather says, no, it's just a ring of power. It shouldn't have anything to do. But again, we find out that it's due to his rank that the ring is becoming more intelligent. That he puts together a timeline and is actually able to figure out that the ring... And that is what makes him go, I want to grow even more at this point in time. Okay. What do you think of the ring of gluttony? What's the nickname that uh, he gives I think it? He, I think he says Allie. I think it's Allie. Okay, a Google search tells me... <laughs> In that paused moment that it's Ari. I was close. You were, you had it very close. I'm impressed with you. I think uh, Clara calls Alice Allie Chi. 
I did a lot of Google searching. <laughs> and we couldn't uh, we couldn't find the actual nickname she gives Alice. It's probably not what I said it is, though. No. I'm zero for two right now, everybody. Iruma calls him Azakun, so it, it's it's fine. So what do you think of the ring as a whole, though? It's absolutely ridiculous, and I like that it refuses to show itself to anyone outside of Aruma. Yeah, it, make, it likes to watch him suffer a little bit and try to make him go through all the experiences. Yes. What do you think is going to happen with Aruma and Amri going forward? There's going to be at least two episodes of awkwardness where he can't quite explain himself, and then they'll find some sort of weird medium where there's still this unspoken thing between them. <laughs> Am I close at all? No. Okay. It's really good. I can't wait for you to... You'll see it in the next episode, and it's something I went, oh, I completely forgot about this plot line. It's really good. You get to see it. What are your hopes for season two? I have no idea. Because I didn't really have any hopes for season one. Well, that's super sad. <laughs> I'd ask you that same question, but you kind of have an idea. Of I have an happen. idea. If I had to say, if I had no clue, I would want to see the relationships between all the characters, especially in the misfit class, come to light more. Okay. Not giving anything away. That's what I would like to see. Okay. There's some really fun stuff in store for this season. Okay. What's your rating? First episode. Eight and a half. That's a pretty good one. I mm-hmm. give it eight, eight and a half. Mm-hmm. It leads you in nicely. Uh, again, it wasn't as exciting as the first episode of season one, in my opinion, but since we're dropping into season two, it was really good. The theme song still stinks. I don't even know what it is. I don't. I didn't like season one theme song. I don't like season twos. Well, there's the TikTok trend going around right now where... Uh, everybody's claiming that Dear Maria is just the opening to an anime. I think we need to play it over it when it comes on and just <laughs> see if it works. We do need to try. Uh, and the yeah. one that I sent you this morning was, okay, if Dear Maria is, you know, the opening to a anime, that's the season one opening. So the season two opening is face down by the red jumpsuit apparatus. It did work. And it works. He did it for two different animes. It does <laughs> so work. Fun. I may, every punk rock song probably fits that bill yeah, just a little bit, though. For sure. If you haven't seen the Dear Maria TikToks, everybody, please, either YouTube or if you have a TikTok. We're going to go do it after this. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. If you want to reach out to us, uh, we're at Gaming Marriage on Twitter, uh, gamingmarriage at gmail.com. Email us or tweet at us and let us know what you think of the episode. Let me know what you guys think of Aruma Kun if you've seen it before. If you've watching season two with us, if you've read the manga, I would love to hear about it because this is one of my favorite animes out there right now. Yeah, he won't spoil anything for me, so he probably would like to talk to someone. Yeah, it's really good, everybody. Like so. me at the end of WandaVision episode five, which ended up going nowhere, but it was still fun. You're more of the Marvel nerd than I am. He's, he's Quicksilver from X-Men. It was really good. <laughs> it was good. Uh, there's no complaints. <laughs> there's no complaints. <laughs> it was good. It was fun to watch. It was. Okay. All right, everybody. We're good. We're good. Bye. Bye.